You are listening to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZW LP Conroe and 106.1 KZCC LP Conroe and worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. A party over there, wave your hands in the air, shake the dairy, yeah. These three words mean you're getting busy. Whoop, there it is, hit me. All righty then, it is Mornings with Lone Star, 9 a.m. Good morning, Montgomery County. This is Dick, and I'm with Skippy. And this is your morning radio show for Lone Star Community Radio and, of course, Montgomery County. Brought to you by Conroe Coffee and Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Very excited to be here this Monday morning. It's, like I said, 901. We have a special guest coming at 10. We have a, an EDM night coming at Conroe Coffee on June 16th. And we're going to have the one and only Maxi Pisces? Maxi Picness. That's Picness. There you go. He's gonna. There, he's gonna clarify it when they air, of course. But uh, we're on Facebook Live, it's what, YouTube it's whatever Live. Whatever you want it to yeah. be. Yeah, Connor's FM 104.5, 106.1, of course, worldwide streaming on our audio IRLoneStar.com. Good morning, Skippy. How are you doing? Skippy into house. Yeah, I know. I was there. So that's why we're playing this this house music today because I'm into house after nine months. This is like a yeah. gestation period. Uh, and Dick, you were awesome. Thank you so much for showing up. And not you, you didn't—you did not even show up empty-empty-handed. You had sledgehammer in one hand and tacos in the other. That's true. Oh my goodness. Well, I felt bad because I, I, I was I was late, but then I kind of wasn't late, but I was late. In a sense of the dumpster was late. The dumpster was insane. So I used that was... as an excuse not to show up until the dumpster showed up. Right. Uh, but then I figured tacos would make up for that. The reason. dumpster was 27 hours late. There, the the company you, shall remain do you nameless. Think, no, let's let's talk let's talk trash. Well, here. I'm going to talk to them on the phone you, first. Do you think they misplaced the dumpster and then they found it and like, oh, we got to get it to this guy's no, house? No, I think they just totally. There was a breakdown somewhere. Uh, but here's the thing: I called. They were supposed to deliver Friday, and so beforehand, I think Wednesday, there's the confirmation on that because I I scanned the service agreement money was paid because they were paid in advance uh, a substantial amount of money that it had to be in friday because the crew was going to be there 7 30 saturday morning well friday afternoon rolls around there's no delivery so i call to say hey want to make sure it's on its way give me a call back so saturday it heard nothing i thought well maybe they dumped it off saturday morning i'm driving the house there's nothing there i start calling no answer so i start calling at eight no answer 8 15 8 30 Nine o'clock, Brett and I decide to drive there because I'm just getting voicemails. Now, this thing's 30 miles away, the the, the facility. So it's okay. a 60-mile round trip. We drive there. They're there. They, they're like, we have no idea what you're talking about. One guy finally gets on the computer. <clears throat> they're like, oh, okay, we're on our, you know, we're heading out now. I'm like, well, you were supposed to be there yesterday. What happened? And they actually gave me attitude. They said, well, we're delivering it now. <laughs> and I was like, okay. So uh, it was funny because as we're waiting for someone to show out, uh, show up, Brett was with me, and he remarked that we looked very much like the two people who die in an '80s, uh, you know, movie where the the travelers go to the building and someone's going to come out because there's no one there. The halls are echoing, and I had to agree with him. So I was glad to get out of there alive. 
So they said, we'll be right behind you. So we get back to the house about 9.30, 10, 10.30, 11, 11.30. I'm calling by that, this. No, that's when I showed up. And yeah. I was like, oh, okay. So they finally showed up right just before 12 noon. So a full three hours after they said, quote, we're right behind you. And I, uh, I'm laid back. I'm cool. I'm very service oriented. You know, I tip big and I understand people have bad days, but this was just, and, and as you know, the turning point came when I, I was calling over and over, it was going to voicemail. A friend said, her, let me try on my phone. They picked right up. And that's where I started going off on the guy saying, okay, that, that did it for me. All that being said, dumpster is awesome. It is it wonderfully stinks. filled up. It stinks. It's filled up with goodies. Uh, we're going to clean out the garage next. Okay. But while this is all going down, uh, the other reason I was in a, not a sour mood, but, but kind of a Murphy's Law mood, was the AC was supposed to be fixed the day before in the house. And the guy was there for hours. The, this is a company that really did the best they could. And he's like, look, got the compressor in, but your coils are just so jacked up. They have to be, it's not going to blow cold. And, but the earliest we can come out is tomorrow, starting at like 2 o'clock. said, okay. So they showed up like 2.01. I mean, they were like dead bang on. And he worked four solid hours in the heat. Got it going. We asked him to stay for dinner, but he had to leave and got cold air that night. So Skippy in after nine months, Skippy no more in hotel. the house. No more hotel. If I never see the inside of a La Quinta again, it'll be too soon. La Quinta was great. I can totally Love see you, guys. you having nightmares like where you wake up in a La Quinta <laughs> and it's one of those repeating dreams. I think it like, was happening last why night. Why am I keep waking up in a La Quinta? We were in the bed last night for like the first time in, in many, many months, almost a year and Oh, my goodness. So, but that pillow talk was good. All right. The pillow talk was awesome. That's good. That's good. And there were no neighbors on the other side of the wall, which helped. Yeah. Yeah, helped a lot. Hey, hey, we've been holding back, haven't we? I'm good, but you had a good weekend. That's yeah, good. but but thanks to all who showed up. I'm going to be thanking you individually, but but Brett, who, you know, right off the bat, he's he's first to show up in, in a time of need. He's, he's truly awesome. You, of course. Uh, Johnny. Uh, and, and many, many more, and I, I, I will thank them. But that being said, well, enough about me. What about you? Well, I mean, it's a beautiful weekend. We did have a random rainstorm in Montgomery County around, I would say, around like 3 o'clock, 4 o'clock. It was one of those rainstorms where it was very sunny outside, but it was pouring down rain. Mm -hmm. So we had that. that. That spate where it's like you're wearing the sunglasses yeah. and wondering you're where like, the rain is actually coming like, from. What's going on here? And then... uh. I mean, I smoked some ribs. They turned out really good. I, okay, so if you're looking at this on YouTube, see this? Look, this is what Dick brought me. Not only did he bring tacos Saturday morning, but he brought me some ribs that he smoked himself. So I'll yeah. be trying those out later. So yeah, that's pretty much it. Just did the relaxing thing, you mm -hmm. know. And we're getting ready to move ourselves, so that's. Uh, I am there for you. Kind of that, kind of that kind of deal, and uh, it's always always fun to move and to. Ch I'm actually, this is going to be a big shift because I'm living with my fiance and a lot of my conservative parents and family are like, I can't believe you're doing that. And I said, well, you know what? This is the new age, even though we're getting married like in five months. So. Now that's somewhat ironic. Uh, growing up of, you know, of my three ex-wives, we all lived together before we got married, like for substantial amounts of time too. Okay. With, um, in, in fact, my third wife, we lived together for five years. Before I was like, okay, I've been divorced twice. So, you, know, you know, I want to make sure. <laughs> Joke's on me. But uh, with Christine, Miss, current Mrs. Skippy, number four and the last, 
We did not even cohabitate until three weeks, almost, no, sorry, a month after we got married. Okay. We got married in November, and she was in her house till the end of the year. And things, so it was just a, it was great. Well, I think that's like in today's standard, that's it. That's the reason why people either live together or don't live together. It's out of convenience because with her situation, she was, her thing was up in May. And I kind of told her, I was like, it's up to you what you want to do. But, you know, like, I don't mind waiting until after the wedding or if you want to figure something out, like it's, it's in your court. Mm -hmm. And she's the one that said, can we just do it to get like live together and find a place that we live for a while? I was like, okay. And we did. Oh, cool. Yeah. The only thing I'm still trying to adapt to is her schedule is so sporadic because she was a nurse. So basically there'll be like three days I don't see her out of the week. And when she does come home, it's like she's got about an hour and a half until she goes back to sleep. Oh, wow. And so that's kind of – that's something that I'm, we're, I kind of laugh about because I got in trouble this weekend because the basketball game was on on Friday. I don't know if you you don't, you don't really like watch, watch basketball. I know that. But it was the final – it was game four, mm -hmm. and the uh, Golden State Warriors basically swept the Cavaliers. But it, I think they played they played in Cleveland, I think, and it, it went to pretty late. It was on until about, I would say, the whole ceremony and everything, 11.30, I think, 12. And Holly got real mad at me and my buddy because we were you know, hooping and hollering and doing stupid stuff. So I learned that lesson <laughs> when, uh, when she needs to sleep. <laughs> Get the uh... – the hub with a whole bunch of wireless headphones. Yeah. Oh, man. A bunch of clapping. That's all she'd be hearing. <laughs> well, I mean, you know the World Cup's coming up next, I know. next week. Or actually, it's this week. And a lot of the games are like at 1 a.m., 4 a.m. So, yeah, she's going to be hearing a lot of clapping then. Go around. Do like the quiet version of it. You know, my favorite, one of my favorite memories from the World Cup was uh, the last World Cup over in Brazil. And the Houston, I lived in Houston at the time, and the Houston bar scene would open their bars up that were like soccer bars. And they had some rule where they could serve you alcohol if you were eating food. Okay. Maybe but they couldn't, they couldn't, like, if you got there at 4 a.m., they couldn't give you beer. But, like, somehow at, like, either 6 a.m. or something like that, they could, they could, if you ordered an appetizer or something like that. So you'd walk into these places and there'd just be a bunch of food everywhere. No one's eating it. They're just drinking. And so everyone's pretty much plastered by noon. But uh, <laughs> that's just for the soccer stuff. So. Well, there we go. I'll be cheering on. In fact, I got to call my old friend, uh, Laura, who I call Lola. And uh, last uh, World Cup, we, we placed a lot of bets. We had the, on the, we worked together. At the time, and we had like the the grid on the wall, and she she's Venezuelan. Well, I'm a huge, I'm a huge soccer tail. fan. I'm really excited about it. But oh, she kicked my tail. No one tail. else cares about it, so I don't I don't tell anybody about it. No, no, no. I, I'm your Huckleberry. So, well, I don't know if I want to wake up at one a.m. to watch Russia versus Slovakia or something like that. I don't. No. You don't want to collude. No. None of that. Watch. None of that. But yeah. So good morning, everybody. Thanks for joining us. It is morning's Lone Star. Brought to you by Conroe Coffee, Clean Sweep Office Clean. That's what our morning was. What was your morning or your weekend like? Let us know on Facebook Live, all that kind of stuff. I did see Deadpool. Oh, yes. So, no, maybe. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All day. It was very entertaining. Um, and, yeah, that was that was a good good movie. But we'll be back with more of us. We got a special guest at 10 o'clock. Other than that, we got some uh, world news and local news. There's a lot of local stuff that happened over the weekend. Someone, uh, Greek... I saw the, uh, they, they won the Throwdown Texas Burger, best burger. 
the Greek squad. I wonder what it was. I bet it was their meat patties. Um, we're we're going to talk about the ingredients. So we'll be right back mm. with that. You're listening to Morning's Lone Star. Thanks for tuning in. Conroe Coffee is a local coffee shop located in the heart of downtown Conroe at 206 North Main Street, Conroe, Texas. Between the Crichton Theater and the Owen Theater, Conroe Coffee serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner, along with tasty treats and Italy's favorite coffee. Have your favorite coffee or just have a midday snack be personally delivered to you at any location in downtown Conroe. All you have to do is call 936 Conroe C or 936-266-7632. We'd like to thank our sponsor at Conroe Coffee for supporting Mornings with Lone Star and Lone Star Community Radio. Don't forget to check them out online at ConroeCoffee.com. All right, welcome back. Maureen's Lone Star, IRLoneStar.com. It is 916. Don't forget, we got special guests coming in at 10 o'clock talking about some EDM night at Conroe Coffee this weekend. EDM, that just sounds dirty. Oh, I'm into EDM. I mean, it's a little too early. To what does it stand for? I don't know. We'll find out. Extreme okay. Dungeon Maneuvers? Yes, that, that's exactly what it I knew stands it. for. We, yeah. I knew it. But, uh, yeah, welcome back. We're welcome on back. Facebook, YouTube, all that stuff. Brought to you by Conroe Coffee and Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. All right. So, do you want to start with some local stuff? Let's talk local. Yeah, I saw some local stuff. There was a burger show throwdown. That's right. This the weekend. Third in the annual Texas Throwdown now, Burger Now, do you know anything fest. about this thing? Yeah. So, um, brainchild of Kristen Blanchard. Okay. Now, uh, you got to tell me, is it, do they eat a whole burger or they just have like... No, no. There are bits and pieces. In fact, one of the judges was a friend of mine, Bob Milner, uh, uh, who uh, was with Mercedes, been to the Wizards, but now started his own company. And well, we want to get him on the air some points where we can talk about it. But yeah, he, he was talking about being one of the judges and someone's like, are you eating the whole burger? And he's like, there is no way. They cut like a little triangle out, a little hors d'oeuvre level. Yeah. Yep. No, because like I, I know Halle Camber's a lot, but a lot of places you go to that I would say are pretentious burger places, it's like you got to have the whole burger. And I'm like, well, don't make the burger, you know, six inches tall. Like I can't fit all that in my mouth. Hold my beer. You think, can you do that? Where there's a will? I want to be like I, I was convinced McDonald's started making their hamburgers so flat is because they knew no one could fit their mouth around it. Because <laughs> I was like, that may, I mean, they, they think they think about the consumer. You got a point. <laughs> and that's why I always thought Whataburger made their their burgers so wide because you could fit the whole because you're not doing like an eight eight ounce little patty with like, you know, all the, the toppings. Mm-hmm. Good point. 
Do you not you ever have this problem when you go to those fancy burger places? Well, I just find a way to cram it in. That's all I can say. That's crazy. That's all I'm going with. I mean, I think I know Brett's listening. Brett, do you just cram it in? What's going on with that? Because I I, I want to try out. I want to try to get these guys in the studio, and I want to ask them about this because really, I always felt the the best burgers were the quality of the meat. Like you could tell if it was frozen meat or if it wasn't frozen meat. And I think that I've, I have a feeling this Greek squad folks have like really good seasoning in their meat. They cure it or whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. So I think that's that's their secret. That's my guess. So, well, it was the Greek squad who won. That's what I'm saying. Like I think it's I think it was the <clears throat> meat. I don't think it was the presentation or anything like that. I think the meat tasted. Well, really yeah, good. They, they had to have. Uh, was it Z- zaki zatsi sauce? Help me out here. The the usually goes on the the gyros. Um, well, it looks like they're a food truck. Wow, hardcore that's, on them. That's what I'm looking. So yeah, we definitely want to give them a call. But uh, yeah, the the festival itself was an awesome success. Uh, they had three thousand by the third day, and they were anticipating five thousand for you know visiting the festival. A lot of fun. I would have been there, but <clears throat> I was busy watching my friends help me move. And, uh, yeah, I'll go next year. So, Kristen, well played. Well done. I'm so glad that this is the huge success that, that it is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, cool. So they had that, and then they also had a wine walkabout this weekend, I believe, right? Yes. For the it Wine was and Food Week. Wine and Food Week at, in the Woodlands, and yeah. that is exactly what it is. They, they have uh, panels for the uh, for the women, the wine walk, and they have the the – just for men kind of well you know it was open up but it was like cigars and and backroom dealings uh yeah that was another huge thing a lot of things happening in the woodlands and conroe area uh and coming up on on more goodness the the pools well, most, are open well most importantly mm-hmm. if you didn't know this uh over the weekend the folks at the lake conroe restocked large moth, large moth baths into the lake hmm. over a hundred thousand Bass. Yeah, another reason for me never to go into, into a lake. So, I just, what are they going to do to you? Nibble on my toes and no, they'll freak you, me the, the hell out. The thing you really got to worry about is if there's alligator gars. You ever heard of an alligator gar? Well, I know what a gar is. I know what an alligator is. I'm presuming there was an unholy alliance look between at two it. of them. It's like it's a dinosaur. I don't want to look at them. No, look it up. I don't look want to. Up. Don't make me. Look I don't want, <laughs> I don't want I was, to. I was fishing in Abilene one time, and I, uh, I was... Pulling it up, and all of a sudden, this giant—probably like not a giant, but probably like a two-foot, oh my god, three-foot alligator guard jumps out of the water. I'm like, cut the line. I'm not dealing with that. Are you kidding me? No, those are real. No. Ugh. See, I don't go into water where I can't see like all the way down to the bottom, and mm, well, preferably where nothing Texas, other though. living than myself isn't. Yeah. Well, I won't go in. <laughs> That's great. Well, you heard about the, uh, I don't think we got around to talking about it, but last week there was a headline where this guy unfortunately passed away because he was surfing and a shark came in, a tiger shark, and bit off his pelvis. Yeah, the whole area too. Uh, I heard about that. His genitalia well, yeah. and pelvis, yeah. and, and he bled to death, but I, that'd be one of those, just let me bleed to death. One well, you know things. what? I, I was thinking about this when I read that story. Do you think... The people who surf, it's similar to, like, when we get into a, a vehicle, like, we kind of just forego the idea of the risk. And it's like, I'd rather, it's so much more important to drive than to 
to worry about risking my life. Because you know, did we find out the statistic of dying in a car wreck was like one out of like three thousand or something? Yeah, like that? just some horrendously low, or thirty thousand, just just some insanely low number. But like, what's what do you think surfers think of? Because it can't be that high. Like, because if sharks were biting people like every summer, it. Well, sharks do bite people, but it's not like Jaws where one shark goes after everybody. It's like, you know, the news doesn't report about the 5,000 airplanes that are going to land safely today. Or Deep Blue Sea. they're making them smarter. Right. And did you notice that each shark gets killed in order of how they die in a Jaws movie? Hmm? Yeah, that was cool. I, I loved how Samuel Jackson just, <laughs> mid-sentence, crunch, he gets killed. But for surfers... And, you know, Rick, the reluctant cowboy, he, he's a hardcore surfer Okay, back in the day. Well, that's what I'm thinking because, like— I think it's a, it's a life—it's a zen thing. It's a life thing. It's not just a, hey, yeah. I want to go— Well, because there's clearly areas in the you know, in the world that are more dangerous with sharks than, like, say, Galveston. Galveston also doesn't have waves as big as, like, Hawaii or wherever. But like, there's that one point where you're just risking too much, right? Like, I, I would think you're insane. Kind of like those guys who get jet skied out to those like remote uh, island places, mm-hmm. and they're like giant waves. Like it's that kind of stuff. That's like, man, that's you're on a level to me. And for those who are into that, all power to them. You know, you got your your skydiver junkies or your your rock climbing guys and gals, and all power to you. I I, I can't wrap myself around it personally, but there you go. I got nowhere to go with that. Oh, that's that's boring. I'm sorry. I'm catching up on some uh, some of the comments here, and I'm trying to put them in context. Well, I know a lot of people are still like talking about Anthony Bourdain, and I think like CNN and places like that are finally not doing their news; they're just playing Anthony Bourdain stuff. Right. By, by the way, just let you know, um, it has just been brought to my attention that Galveston is chock full of bull sharks. Well, yeah, but so, I mean, like you don't hear about. Surfers there, he's not really surfs there, but true. You don't really hear a lot about shark attacks in Galveston. Maybe you know why? Because the sharks eat you, so you can't complain about it. No, it's probably because they can't see anything because it's so murky. And yeah, I don't want to see the clear water of Galveston because I see all the sharks underneath it. Just when I was a kid, I thought that the that the shark like, had read, to show its like, skin. Because I've read that Australia and New Zealand, like those are really great places to surf, like one of like the best. Mm-hmm. But they're also one of the most dangerous places, and yep. I think there's a co- like there's an Asia coast, Asian coast somewhere too that has the same problem, where the, the surf is so good, but it's like it's significantly higher if you get into the water there than if you get in the water, say in Galveston. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just all all power to you. In fact, um, oh, I remembered what the because uh, you know those people would surf in the channel, right? You ever see those videos? Mm-hmm. Because they follow the tankers and they create those uh, waves. Yeah, I actually helped do uh, Someone did a video on one uh, for a documentary, uh, Larry Zach, who directed a movie that I was in. And so I helped him put together this video. All right. Let's see. Most dangerous. Okay, I got the most exciting. I got to find the most dangerous. What, sport or hobby? No, a place to go surfing. Oh. These are, this is important information. People need to know this. Well, how many of our listeners are going to schlep down to us? Well, I don't know. I, I will not judge or presume. I can't pronounce a lot of these. <laughs> a wiki, a lot of Tahiti. Tahiti. There's a place in Tahiti called Tahiti. Tihupo. Tihupo. Okay, I believe you. Uh, then there's the California Red Triangle. They call, they call <laughs> because them because the of fabric. all the blood in the water because of the sharks. I don't know. And then there is 
um, another island, Oahu. 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 Yeah, it's called Waimi Bay. Mm -hmm. And then there's a place in Mexico dubbed the Mexican Pipeline. Right. In Puerto Escondido. We have the uh, Hawaiian named Pipilini. Oh, sorry, that's Pipeline. My bad. (laughs) I hate you so much. (laughs) <laughs> but no, I think I mean like I, people need to know this stuff because I want to know where sharks. Let's we'll see where the most sharks are. Yeah, I've watched too many, and that's the thing. I'm mortally terrified of sharks. That's why I just well, I just don't get in the water, and I know they get an unfair rap. It's like pit bulls. You know, not all pit bulls are evil, but unfortunately, every time there's a you know mauling, it, it typically it well, tends like to, to be give a you pit our, bull. Give you an idea. In 2010, there were 79 attacks, and the most. Uh, Worldwide, yeah, the most uh, top three dangerous places is Coffin Bay <laughs> in Australia, and then Surf Beach, North Santa Barbara, and then New Sonora Sar- Beach in Florida. Cool. So, so I guess Amityville is off the. Uh, no, not Amityville. What was it called? Amity, Amity Island. Well, I, you know that's one thing. I, off the I, menu. I wonder why these scary movie people haven't made a scary movie about something with a lake or like water. And I'm not talking some cheesy with lake, lake, like with Lake Placid. I was just thinking, like, I have actually a couple of friends out at Lake Placid right now, and I was just like, "This is a place well, I mean, with like, an alligator." I'm talking right? like a legit scary. It lives beneath kind of stuff. Did you? What was the one? Because there's a couple X File episodes with it. The, this is true. There was a movie I saw not too long ago, The Shallows, and I think I saw it in 3D. Yeah, with with Mandy Moore. There wasn't Mandy Moore. It was isn't it? Was it Blake? Somebody Blake Lively? Something like that. One, one oh, of those Lively. Yes, 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 yes. That was good because whereas okay, it's giving the shark kind of human, you know, sharks hanging around just to eat you because it's ticked off at you. Put that aside. It was actually very interesting how she's trying to figure out to save herself. For those of you who haven't seen the movie, gal is swimming. She gets uh, uh, caught out with a shark who's circling her and she's on this little atoll, I guess is the best phrase for it, little, you know, three inch square island that she knows when the water's coming in and the shark's just waiting for the water to rise up. So she's got to swim back to shore. And it was very, very interesting. And I know it gives sharks a bad name, you know, Shark Week, or we're talking about, oh, you know, they don't, they're just being sharks. Well, I remember when Shark Week came out at the very beginning, it was more informational. And then it just, like, every year it got more and more, you know, let's sensationalize. Do do we need, during Shark Week, should I just, I have not seen any of them all the way through of the Sharknado movies. Well, you don't remember that, you remember it was, like, three or four years ago, the Magnodon or... Well, I did see, and they did. They, they claimed it was a documentary, so people thought it was like a real, a real deal. Uh, <laughs> I did. The only one of those I watched was Gi- Mega Shark versus Giant Octopus. Well, that was a movie. Yeah, that was so wonderfully bad. That was with, I think, Lorenzo Lamas played the based uh, off a real encounter. Yeah, played the the rogue CIA officer, and I think it had like Debbie Gibson and Tiffany. So the the SmackDown of the '80s teen pop uh, idols. It was wonderful. So bad it was a great. But uh what's yeah. your favorite shark movie? Give us a call. Or hit us up on Facebook Live. Or I YouTube. really liked Deep Blue Sea mm-hmm. because of Petey the Bird and Ella Cool J's relationship. Mm. That to me was the most bizarre thing I've seen in a while, like writing wise. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, Remember yeah. he has a little bird? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Come on, bird. <laughs> 
You're listening to Lone Star Community Radio here on IRLoneStar.com slash MWLS. We'll be right back. Don't forget to download the Lone Star Community Radio app from your Google Play or Apple Store. Bring Montgomery County's community radio with you anywhere with your smartphone or tablet. If you are in the Conroe area, tune in on FM. That's Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1. If you are on the computer, bookmark IRLoneStar.com as your internet radio station. A Lone Star Community Radio, broadcasting 24-7 from the heart of downtown Conroe, Texas. Lone Star IR, LoneStar.com. <laughs> Hanging out in the studio, talking about fun things that happened this weekend in the woodlands. Oh, I did want to let people know International Yoga Day is set for June 23rd at Town Green Park in the woodlands. So if you're into yoga, I guess that's like. Can you imagine the stink there? Well, yes, I can now. Yeah. I'm just. I miss aerobicize and jazzercise. You know, the ladies and the, the bright spandex. And like the wristbands and stuff bouncing around in the eighties. Oh, of course you do. Bring me back the eighties. See, yoga, it's it's too too sedate, too serene. Nothing's bouncing. No one's jumping. It's no energy. But yeah. So you gonna, are you gonna be there for yoga <laughs> yeah. day? No. I would be there, but you know, restraining orders. So Well, you know what most importantly, Father's Day is this weekend. It is, isn't yeah, it's it? on the seventeenth. Yeah, it is. It's you ready for that? up on me? Uh, apparently not. <laughs> I totally forgot about that. Uh, yeah, awesome. When ever since you've been around, has there always been Father's Day, or was there like a shift in the cultural holiday days? Uh, no. In fact, Father's Day is one of the most, I think, immutable holidays. It's been around ever since I've been alive, as far as I know. I'm not sure exactly. If when you're it a listener started. that's older than. 32 let me know well because i know like ever since i've been around there's been father's day well ever since i've been but, around, like where did father's, father's day. day come from well the fathers are going well there's mother's day what you I- really think mother's day was first i have a feeling father's day was first because let's let's be honest like we don't have a really well, good mother's track day record was of- apparently uh like hallmark kind of put it together to sell cards yeah but hallmark hasn't been around for 200 years well, no, okay, Father's Day, 1966, President Lyndon B. Johnson issued the first presidential proclamation honoring fathers, designating the first, third Sunday in June as Father's Day. So Mother's Day, it's saying, was first celebrated in 1908. So there you go. Women can't complain well, about that. There you go. So the president actually did it. 
Well, he proclaimed it, and then Nixon signed it into law as a permanent national holiday in 1972. Now, a woman by the name of Sonora Smart Dodd came up with the idea of honoring and celebrating her father while listening to a Mother's Day sermon at church in 1909. So Mother's Day did come first. So, yeah, I was alive. So this is funny. In 1966, in June, if that was the first one, then I was alive but not yet one year old. So I have literally celebrated every every Father's Day. All right. Now, the the cultural shift has changed because it's the most immutable in the sense that, you know, Mother's Day, it grows every year. used to just be a card and, you know, you know chocolates and nylons but now it's got a it's sales you know everyone's got the mother's day sales for jewelry and well i think that's just more of i think that's just more of capitalism taking advantage of already the mood right but father's day we still get soap on a rope and a necktie you know we don't get the big we don't get taken out to dinner well sears does their thing they used to do their thing (laughs) not anymore but no, no, usually what it, if I, like, growing up in our family, it's more spend time with dad. Oh, yeah, that was the thing. Just, that that just, was really, like, go to a baseball game or, you yeah. know, do that kind of stuff. I asked my daughters, like, so, listen, if I give you 20 bucks, will you take me to Luby's for <laughs> dinner that day? But also, my father's birthday is on the 26th, so it's, like, it's always been kind of combined. Oh, you can't do that, and, Dick. Well, and then I also have three brothers who have children, and so it just becomes this whole mix of, like, and then I have two sisters who have had husband have husbands and then it's like so father's day is no. all over the place now no you, you like i'm the it. only one that's not a dad so i'm the only one that shows it to my dad's fathers <laughs> <laughs> you're right no uh one of my stepbrothers cub is uh literally six months younger than me so we like to tell people we're brothers six months apart and yeah let them try to do the math in their head but he's a christmas baby literally christmas eve is his birthday okay and None of us, we just refuse to combine his birthday. It's like, it's not fair. I'm lucky. My birthday is like smack dab in the middle of the year between Christmas. So I like kind of get yeah. the half year uh, a reboot. But yeah, no, you gotta, you gotta celebrate your dad's birthday separately from Father's Day, Dick. You gotta chime well, in Br- on Brett, that, Brett chimed in on Facebook and he, he made a good point. The woman who set it up, he says that who was ashamed that when the company started taking advantage of it, She's like, never brought it up. She never brought it up. But I think it works, though. I mean, it, it, it encourages people to spend money. That's always going to be good for the world. I'm all about the Father's Day just, you know, <clears throat> acknowledging the existence. I do a little, uh, once upon a time, I got to dig it out. I haven't done it in a few years. Did this, uh, um, like, a monologue about to all the fathers and yeah. stepfathers and half-fathers and all that out there and father wannabes. And the punchline is that, you know, we're the we're the silent partner. We're there. We're doing it. And one day, our you know, we just sit back and wait for our kids to grow up. And they're doing something really amazing. And they're on national television. They look at the camera and they smile and they wave and they say, "Hi, mom." And that's that's what it is Very to be true. a father. There it is. And that, that's what we are. But oh, oh, I know what we can play on. A, there's a wonderful song called "Dad Life" that we want to play on a, the, the Friday okay. be- before we we head up to uh, Father's Day. You do anything special for Father's Day? Because do fathers have to set that up, or is it something that the mother or the kids <laughs> need to set up? Well, the mother and kids need to set it up, but the father typically sets it up. Um, what am I doing on boy? Uh, hey, it is also Ezra Charles's birthday on Father's Day. Ezra Charles is a local boogie woogie 
uh, rock legend in the Houston area. Mm -hmm. He used to be Ezra Charles in the works. And he's a friend of mine. And he is going to be one year older on the 17th. Uh, I have... Way to take away from Father's Day. <laughs> I do have a an audition on Father's Day in the afternoon. There's a theater that wanted me to audition for a role, so yeah, I'll take a half oh, hour. Oh, now you, you're so good. You just you you take phone calls. Yes, I do. Is that what you're telling me? Yes, I do. Okay, that's how it roll. Well, I want to get your insight because we do have a couple more minutes till uh, our special guest comes in at ten. So we might as well get it over with right now. <laughs> Sounds right. like my Friday night yeah. days. Let's just get this over right with. Right now, Donald Trump is doing the summit stuff. North Korea summit coming off the G7. Okay. So what what do you think he's talking <laughs> about right now? Um, Don't blow us up. <laughs> Don't blow yourself up. Yeah. Don't I blow think, anyone I think it's up. more of that. Uh, talking with, with Kim, that would be interesting. I what, what, really what he's doing? He's <laughs> like, have you seen these Amazon Echoes connected to the internet? And you can have fun with it. And it's like, yeah, we could totally spy on him when we get it, when he gets it set up. I think, and this is, you know, with all my international diplomacy relations degrees on the wall behind me to back me up. We got the Texas flag behind you. So technically, you can do whatever you want. There you go. I would believe that our the president used the stick over the weekend with G7. And I myself am just tickled pink by that. But for... North Korea, I believe it's more of the the carrot over the stick. Okay. We used the stick on before, and when, when Un, our favorite wag job, Kim Jong-un, was, oh, you know, they didn't show up to the, the, the meetings. Uh, he kept them saying, oh, we're going to pull out. So Trump's like, fine, we're pulling out. You you know, you don't quit. You know, one thing I've noticed about President Trump is he's definitely more vocal than any other president when it comes to, like, the major decisions that are going around in, like, say— foreign stuff or internal stuff here mm -hmm. and it's like you always know where he stands in the sense of oh i don't like this guy he's talking trash i'm gonna talk trash about him well there's something interesting uh his approval ratings and i, I mean this is a poll you got to take everything with a grain of salt but his approval ratings are actually higher than both obama and reagan so i'm not saying this is a democrat thing just other presidents at the same time into their candidate into their presidency <clears throat> And despite the De Niro's of the world who just want to hijack yet another award show to literally say what I've been complaining about off the air, blank Trump and get a standing ovation for it. You know, it's funny. I was thinking about getting a spice, making a spice mixture mm -hmm. and calling it blank Trump. Ooh, what would be in that spice? I don't know. It'd be good, though. Yeah, it would be good. Sure. It'd be salty. But... Well, that's funny because I remember my because uh, my my family is very my family is conservative, but they're more of like they don't like the idea of boycotting stuff. It's kind of like oh, it's ridiculous. And my one of my mom's favorite shops is Penzi's down in Houston on like twenty third, mm -hmm. and they like for some reason they sent a letter out to everybody, all their customers, saying basically saying they don't support Donald Trump. And my mom was like, "Why would they even be sending this to me?" And then she's like, "Well, I guess I'm not doing that." I was like, "They need then they need to get the spice that says that blank Trump." <laughs> if you're just gonna go all in, might as well capitalize on it. My favorite. Uh, I've still got the bottle, and I'm sure the saw. I never opened the bottle up, but I'm, I got it like literally 15, 20 years ago. It's uh, it was a, a local hot sauce, and I'll change the name. It was called Butt Burn, but not Butt. And it said, "Burns going in, burns coming out." And That's good. I, I wish I'd got, I got to see if it's still in production because I want to try it. When I bought it, it was a gag. 
But anyhow, well, just so you know, uh, those ribs are covered in a special spice called uh, Aw Blank. Nice. So I'm you know, that was a I, gift for my birthday. So I was like, I'm going to try it. It has a mix of Cajun and Mexican seasonings together. That's so kind of a neat hybrid. Trey nice. But yeah, so we got North Korea summit going on. I really think Trump did the whole listen. Do you think anyone's going to write this down? In what context? Well, because we talked about that Iran deal and no one wrote anything <laughs> down. So but do you think anyone's going to write anything down? It, well, it depends if policy is going to be made. The Iran deal was literally, there was a, a listen, I want this to happen. We're going to give you billions upon billions of dollars. Please don't do your nuke stuff yet. And of course. Well, you said nothing was written down. So I'm just making that sure is somebody's true. with them. It wasn't ratified by Congress. It was pretty much, if anything was written down, it was on a napkin. It was, it was what the previous president wanted to happen. So it wasn't a, okay. a, an act. This is a summit. This well, is you know, some talk. people do business with just a handshake. That's true. All right. I miss those days, too. So, or a bow, whatever, you know, mm -hmm. is equivalent to a green. But what's cool is I do have friends and associates that actually subscribe to that still, as I do. Well, there's a handshake, you know, with yeah. n name on the line. So there's nothing betcha. wrong with that Iran deal. It's not with a handshake. Yeah, what was wrong with it is that they were still building. We gave them a well, lot I mean, of money. They, they didn't. They didn't value the handshake, so we learned that. But I'm talking about with this North Korea deal. If if you can expl explain the the technicality of it, so say we leave, say the United States leaves the part, leaves the room, and they agree to stuff. Is it just like we stand next to North Korea leaders? They we did it, and we have a piece of paper that says we did it, and we signed it. And that opens up diplomatic relation, more okay. diplomatic relations. But it's relations. on paper, and then we file yeah, it. Yeah, you, you've seen the, the joint thing like, where you have the blue folder so 20 open year, up. 20 years from now, there's an issue. It's like, hey, let's look at the we did it paper real quick, and this is what it says. Mm -hmm. Well, it'll be immediately because each one will write it. And, in fact, you use a pen. Sometimes uh, each letter is done with a different pen because the pens become commemorative. So they're like D, O, another pen, N. Are you serious? Uh, yeah. Now, usually it's just... That's the, a little ridiculous. Yeah. But if there, it's like the SALT II Treaty, um, I think, well, was was one that, that was so over... Not overreaching, or what, just so big that they had to have a lot of pens for it. So this, I think, Trump is is trying to schmooze... Well, I'm just trying to understand that, like how, how it works in today's world. Because I can understand back in the day, because paper was respected... And that kind mm -hmm. of stuff. But like today, I mean, you can have a whole document that says you owe us this or we owe you that and no one ever cares about it. This is a president who would hold someone to it. Hey, we had a deal. I mean, can you, you can, I can hear him saying yeah, that sure. we had a deal. And so we're going to mess you over. And that's the thing, the, the Canadian thing with, with Canadian premium, Justin Trudeau having a cry fest. But it's funny because uh, Italy in the G7, because Trump is saying, uh, the rest of the G7 is pretty much saying, well, America should just be by itself. It should be the G6 plus one. And I'm like, go for it. Because all other countries are far behind America. Gross domestic product, economy, yeah. everything. So it's like, great. Because well, they're saying, well, America's trying to isolate itself. America is isolated. We're already more, in fact, some of those are, no two countries can match America together. And then Trump's like, forget that. I think we should bring Russia back in, make it the G8 again. Because the whole Crimea thing a few years ago, that's why they got yeah. out. Italy actually signed, uh, sided with Trump on that, saying, yeah, we agreed too. So you got Germany and Canada kind of crying. You got Merkel 
who's the German chancellor, and Trudeau, the Canadian prime minister, who were, well, well, this is just, he's a poopy head. And if you knew how much the Canadians' tariffs on U.S. farmers are, you'd tell them to shut the heck up. Because yeah, we have presidents going, no, 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 we've been bending over way too many years, and you've gotten used to it. Now we're, we're evening the playing field. And they're they're whining. Yeah, about we've been it. eating too much butt burn. Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> butt burn hot sauce. That's great. Burns going in. No, I was just burns always wondering how technically it goes it goes down because especially with technology and how we store documents. Do you think anyone's going to sign something on an iPad ever or like Ooh. an iPad like device? Yeah, where you keep the stylus instead of a pen. You know that could be one of these days from now. Uh, at the end of the G7, there was a communique that Trump refused to sign, you know, and the communique well, was just kind of I, I, a, I was thinking about this, and uh, the White House has parties all the time. I don't know what I read. It was more of like – it was something about Lincoln, and they do an annual deal where they host a party at the White House. Do you think the White House is at one point going to have too many memorabilia kind of items? Not if the Clintons get back in, they'll just take them with them. Well, no, but I mean, I know, truthfully, like they'll make. I'm just wondering because of. Whole, uh, yeah, you know, there are there is the archive. In fact, there was a because uh, there's going to get to a point where the White House is over, you know, hopefully a thousand years old, and each year they add something from the like previous president. And it's like we just don't have room for this. There is a large facility. It's probably where the Ark of the Covenant is hidden as well. Just saying. But uh, but that's a storage though. It's not for presentation. So they they switch it out. Yeah, it's like the desks the are curators. reused. You know, oh. the current president will say, "Pick your desk." And this was Abraham Lincoln's desk. This was Truman's desk. This is the Eisenhower desk. This is why can I have desk. my own desk? I don't. I, I'm trying to remember the last new Oval Office desk there was. I think it's been a while. Um, but same with all the decorations. Basically, there's a docent, I guess, or the caretaker of of the who knows everything. So every flag that's been presented, every curio. Is marked way catalog. too much store. I mean, that's got to cost so much money. There was a West Wing episode where they're trying to find a flag that was presented to the president like a year before, and having to get it back is just an exercise in comedy of errors. Yeah. Great episode. But I mean, I, I still don't get where they're going to do a lot of stuff. You know, maybe they should have an auction. <laughs> there we go. All right, guys. You're listening to Morning's Lone Star. We'll be right back here on IRLoneStar.com. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning has been Montgomery County's business cleaning service since 2002, offering professional office cleaning in areas such as restroom, stairwells, elevator, floor care, pretty much every angle of your office. One-time cleaning is available, but you will want these guys back. Offering daily, weekly, monthly scheduled cleanings, Clean Sweep Office Cleaning works around your business needs. Schedule a cleaning today online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or call 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. All right, welcome back. It's 9.53. Maureen's Lone Star, or LoneStar.com. Don't forget, we have a special guest. I know him as Charlie, but his name is DJ name, turntable name, Maxi Picknis. I probably said that wrong. You can correct me real quick. So it's actually pronounced Max, Max Epicness. Max Epicness. Yeah. Well, don't put a hyphen there. 
<laughs> I'm just kidding. Like, I don't know. It's like Pippi Lemmy. And then uh, you're doing, we're going to be talking about this in a bit. So I just want to know Mac ep- ep- Max ep- Epicness is going to be in the studio. Along with Nikolai Telsa. Yeah. Oh, here we go. But uh, we'll learn more about that. But feel free to join in the conversation until then now, uh, Charlie. So that's that's okay. Just and you know. people are wondering if you're seeing us on, on the air, the tall drink of water sitting across me is Charlie Frost with Max Epicness. And he's going to be talking about a great event that's coming up on Saturday at Conroe Coffee Next Door. So that's right. Um, so this Saturday, I'm going to be... Uh, well, we're not talking about this right now. Yeah, Did I just yeah. say that? Yeah, we're going to lead you into it. I was yeah. just I was wetting their appetite. Jeez. You got another six minutes before you're official. Yeah. Uh, Jeez. We got to let your fan base start tuning in. Have you so, put it out on social media yet? OMG on Mornings with Lone Star with Dick and Skippy. OMG. You yeah. know... I got a question for you. You know, Vince Vaughn got arrested. And he did. Do they usually release videos of arrests, like DUIs and stuff? More and more of them because the cops are like, you know, we're tired of getting on the wrong end of, uh, you know, being accused of stuff. Okay. So, yeah, they're they're getting leaked. And I say leaked? that with finger quotes. They're getting leaked. Really? They don't, like, officially release it? Like, oh, it could I be. I can totally see the Twitter accounts being like, it's here. Check it out. I can't think of why it wouldn't be released. There's no privacy issue. Yeah, that's what I'm wondering because when I, I, I'm still trying to figure out why this is news because it was on the top of the, like, you know. All what, the, a the, movie star gets arrested for drinking and yeah, driving? Yeah, and I'm like, <gasps> I don't want to promote that. And Well, he also got busted for resisting arrest. Yeah. And no, He's a big dude now. So that's so. what made me think. I was like, man, I bet that video is kind of interesting because. Is there a video yet? I don't know. That's what I was asking. Like, oh, oh the I only, it was out there. The last thing I remember about a celebrity doing something stupid like that was Reese Witherspoon, and she tried to like squash that video pretty fast. Well, she 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 fussed up. She's like, man, that was that was really bad of me. Because that that video is the most stereotypical privilege video I've ever seen. Like, I don't know if you seen seen it, Charlie. Do you know who I am? But yeah, Reese Witherspoon got arrested. Was she drinking and driving, or what was it? Whatever it was, she was mm-hmm. like, caught on camera, and like she literally goes like, "Do you know who I am? Do you know who I know?" And all like the the stereotypical like, hey, you're gonna get fired kind of mentality. Yeah. And the guy was so nice about it. <laughs> oh man. Can you imagine going through the training? I think you went through the training, that police officer BS training. Cause when you were handling those dumpster people, I was like, this is actually kind of weird. Like, is this what happens at night where he just r- releases his rage and we don't see it? I should I be worried for his wife? Once upon a time I had another life that yeah. I Pretty much turned my back on and became the mellow. So did you almost did you die and came back and you're like I can't do that anymore. That that's the old <laughs> me. Or are you saying like you found yourself bloodied and you don't remember how you got bloodied and you're like never doing this again? No, let's just say I've, I'm very uh, Jungian in my beliefs and that I say just because we can do something doesn't necessarily mean we should. Okay. Just knowing that I can do it is enough. Because it is remarkable, like that Reese Witherspoon video of just like. Cause she's all over the place. She's walking, like doing all that stuff, and this guy's just like with the flashlight, going, "Ma'am, ma'am, ma'am." So yeah, give her some Benadryl and just sit her down. <laughs> so Vince, sorry, sorry, man, that you uh, got busted for drinking. And did you see his mugshot? He's, no, I he's didn't. like grinning in it. Yeah, but in one of my mugshots, I'm grinning too. So I guess I can't judge him on that one. He looks sober. Ah, I was. You, well, you're asking the difference between like DWI and DUI. I think it's more humane to have DUI because just try to say DWI when you're drunk. Well, I that's, thought, that's I thought it was based off the the city or more of the state, like well, how they punish each one. There's like more. One of them has Ooh, more of a question. punishment to it. 
Well, or has more, more room to be punished for. It's more punishment to have DWI. Do you know why I pulled you over? D double drunk. So yeah, well, it's well. easier to say DUI. Yeah, yeah. pull me over for Dwee. I'm looking at. You seeing the difference? The difference between DUI and DWI. Type faster, Dick. We have dead air. I can only uh, carry so much. The main difference between the two boils down to the age of the driver in Texas. Really? Yeah. I never would have guessed A person operating a vehicle who's 21 years of age or older and who's legally intoxicated will be charged with a DWI. So I the, never would have charged. Pop in. Yeah, Charlie, so, do you, how many DWIs do you have? Uh, <laughs> none <laughs> I'm so just, far. I'm just kidding. I hope not. But Sealed records. So, so the W stands for? While intoxicated. While intoxicated, okay. DUI is driving under the influence. All right. And okay. see, I, I would have thought it would have been like maybe... The, adding the possibility of drugs into it because in, uh, influence uh, to me, although intoxicated, you can be intoxicated on drugs as well, but typically it means alcohol. Well, what's what's I think what's also interesting is the DWI, from what I understand, it has to be 0.08. Mm -hmm. But if you're under the age of 21 and have any alcohol in your system, you're charged like regardless. It's of, a zero tolerance, right? Yeah. So regardless, you're getting a DUI. There, yeah, there you go. Yeah. So. I had to I had to learn that when I was taking drive uh my like driving courses uh yeah, yeah. that that zero uh, tolerance that's yeah. crazy it, it's just um I think it's also more of a, a moral issue you know because um um you're still growing up and and you need you need your your brains you know and uh, and if you if you start if you start drinking when you're when you're that young you know like is your driving ex driving skills in the future gonna be like good at all it, it's it's well, we're also talking about .08 and a minor. I mean, I can't imagine what they're going through. Yeah, that's like like double on that one. But yeah, yeah Charlie, you're absolutely well, right. When I was though, young. By a little, you know, it does say that uh, people under age of 21 still can be charged with DWI if the, if the blood alcohol content is greater than .08. And what it's telling me is first-time offenders for DWI is $2,000. And then... You lose your license, could you lose your license for three years, but it didn't say anything about DUIs stuff. Yeah, I, I think it's 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 really great that uh that they have uh it's it's a much more serious offense to for for a teenager to be caught drinking or drunk, you know, because while dr driving, of course, because you know it's it's so much more dangerous, you know, for for young kids, young adults. They already you know, know they already don't know how to drive. So. Yeah, and and, uh, if, and if you, I, I had to learn in my driving courses that uh, uh, like between the ages of eighteen and twenty one, you're like so much more likely to you know get seriously hurt or worse, uh, like from driving, than anyone of any older age. And that's and, why insurance is so expensive. Yeah. For, Right, and well, then that's the, the like the fine line you walk because when I was younger, you know, teenagers do stupid things because do they? because they're oh you betcha because they're teenagers they're learning you know I remember like, the first time I got behind the wheel of a car and I was like going like ninety eight miles an hour before I even realized it because I'm amazed I got out of there alive <laughs> I just had no concept Hi. yeah well I was in England it was an MG BGT I was driving I had no speed limit I was like woohoo but. I could have wiped out easily or, or clipped somebody. Uh, teenagers go to parties. Oh, does that one beer? You know, you know they do. So, and to, so to mark someone for life with that, it could be, I, I'm not promoting drinking and driving at all. Uh, it is a bad thing, very bad thing. But you have a 
teenager who's basically genetically predisposed to be an idiot. And then you have someone, let's say my age or older, who should know better, or even someone half my age should know better than that. And I think that's where there should be even harsher punishment. Or let's say you have a youngster who's DUI or DWI, uh, give them a chance, give them the second chance, you know, seal the records, stay sober for 10 years. Uh, that'll give them a chance to find a job or something. But someone who, who should know better, or, or I hate these, someone who's been uh, on probation after their eighth DUI and they killed two people, that's shame on the court system on that one. Shame on the judge who gave them that. Shame me, uh, fool on, uh, fool me twice. Shame on. You. There you go. Absolutely, you're absolutely right. Yeah, I'm looking at in Weatherford, Texas, a man was sentenced to life in prison for his tenth DWI. Mm -hmm. That just makes no yeah. sense. It, well, and that was that was when I say eight times too many. Meaning, I don't want to say the first one's a freebie, but you know what I'm talking about. The first one, no one, unless they install there, breathalyzers. There in was your a man car. here, mm. Montgomery County man mm -hmm. gets life sentence for after fifth felony DWI. Yep. Unless they put breathalyzers in your car to, where, you, you know, you can start it up only by breathing clean. No one knows. Yeah. Uh, for, for a while back in the 90s, the uh, bars had these, you know, personal breathalyzers you could, you know, throw 50 cents in. And they're gone. I think that's one of the best things. That, because the officer says, do you, do you know how much you've had to drink? I swear to God, I don't remember. Maybe a beer, maybe four. I don't know. So to have that gauge yourself. Now, I'm sure Sharper Image or whoever took over for Sharper Image, has a personal breathalyzer to give you a sense of it. And I, here's, a, again, I, I may sound like I'm I'm promoting something or defending. Driving while intoxicated is beyond the pale. It's a very bad thing. Never, never, ever do it. However, for the first time, especially if you're young, don't kill, don't, don't destroy someone's life if you don't have to. I don't know why sponsored by Uber. Yeah, we'll be exactly. right back. We'll be right back. We got Charlie. We got Max Epicness. Epicness. This, I said it right. You said Epicness. Epicness. There you go. There you go. Morning's Linsar. We'll be right back. We're gonna talk about some EDM night. Have it at Connor. What does it mean? What does it mean? I'm taking it back to the old school because I'm an old fool who's so cool. If you wanna get down. Hey guys, this is Connor. This is Dick. This is Chris. And we're with the Ticket Stub Podcast every Thursday live at noon on 104.5 and 106.1 FM in the Conroe area. Also, anytime at IRLoneStar.com. You go to IRLoneStar.com backslash TTS. You can find all of our social media. And don't forget, we give away two tickets to the Grand Theater on every show. If you like movies and you like complaining or celebrating anything that has to do with the silver screen, Check out the Ticket Stuff podcast and join us every Thursday at noon o'clock on Lone Star Community Radio. I'm show you the way. There it is. Let me hear you say. Ten oh six on the dot with morning's Lone Star with Dick and Skippy. Sponsored by Conroe Coffee and Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Thank you so much to our awesome sponsors. Let's go with some weather right now. So far, it is 87 degrees, high at 95. Uh, partly cloudy all day and all night. Only a 1% chance of rain. And the wind did kick up, though. The official Lone Star weather tree outside our window lets me know that winds are coming out of the south at 14 miles an hour. Humidity's at 68%. Already feels like 96. So, yeah, uh... Sticky. Yeah, and then traffic, everything's looking a-okay. I haven't seen any accidents or anything. If you're uh, heading to Houston right now, you're going to run into trouble right there at I-10. Northbound all the way through Huntsville, everything's looking good. On our east side highway, Highway 69, 
It's an all right. Everything's looking good. And everything east to west looks good. So, woot, woot. Woot, woot. Woot, woot. But uh, now... Now we can officially <laughs> introduce our that strange voice you've been hearing. we got Charlie Frost. And that's F-R-O-S-S, not a T like I was thinking. And he's going to explain to me why EDM apparently is not a bondage game as I previously thought. Charlie, take it away. So, yeah. So um, EDM actually stands for electronic dance music. That was my second guess. Yep. It, it's So is there other electronic music that isn't dance? I, Yanni. I, yeah. Well, I'm trying to figure out. Cause Tangerine like, Dream. Because I, I do know very little about the dance music scene in a sense of like there's house music, there's dubstep, right. there's EDM. Yeah, EDM is kind of like a, a very vague sort of genre. You so know? it's like country. Yeah. And it, then or like rock. house step is like, you know, Texas country. And then. Yeah. What? So like, uh, so like, um, EDM is like, you know, like, like you said, it's like country. It's, it's very broad. It's got lots yeah. of different subgenres. Yeah. Um, and, um, you know, it's been growing for a, for a, a oh, long wow. time. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's been big since the eighties, really. Yeah, this is very exciting, you know, cause, uh, cause, uh, specifically at, at this, uh, I've been doing this, uh, EDM night thing for uh, a few times before last year. Yeah. And, but this time. I'm gonna bring a friend with me, and uh, his name is Parker Rudolph. I yeah. believe he's been to uh, Conroe Coffee before, and uh, uh, him and I are gonna play some Christian electronic music. So how? Okay, that's that's another question. How do you, how is it different? Because isn't EDM basically all sounds? It, yeah, it's, it's more like uh, it's like synthesized. Sounds, yeah, but how would know? it be Christian? Um, so you just saying Christian music. Oh, cool. So you can actually over track or put on track like other people's music. Yeah, just and like then a, just like you, any song. So you're a little you're doing the mixing, yeah. basically. Yep. Okay. So now I'm understanding because for some reason I thought EDM was more of like a, basically it's a glorified soundtrack to Tron. You know, you know, talking about like when you listen yeah. to Tron, the movie, you're like, uh, or like Transformers, like, you know. Yeah, and it's like, okay, so there's no words. It's okay, just I'm flashing beats. back to Spyrogyra and it's just uh, beats. Tangerine Dream and Jean Michel's Jar. But you, you know? can actually, that's electronic music you can put lyrics to it. Yeah, but. okay. So, so help me out here. Now, forgive me for asking you on the air. How old are you, Charlie? I'm uh, 20 years old. Okay. So, because. So, DWIs and. Uh, <laughs> No. Well, I'm thinking more because I mean, obviously, you're young. If you yeah. see, if anyone's watching us on on YouTube, you can see the the Charlie's a young lad here. Uh, this is a a something that's been going around for quite a while. Electronic music, you know, spinners and stuff. Oh, yeah. When I was your age, we had it where it actually was a vinyl and doing that. So is this like the next generation of it? Is, did it oh, die yeah. and come back? Is it never left? Well, um, EDM, I, I would say it's it's kind of like. Um, um, for lack of a better word, it's it's been evolving. You know, it's been getting okay. uh, like better sounding. Like uh, th there's lots of uh, like in the past uh, there it was very simple. You know, like techno started off with like lots of very you know simple noises and and lasers and and stuff. But but now it's it, um, I would say that the the modern subgenres of EDM have become a lot more complicated or complex it's very uh intricate you know it, there's lots of time and uh, effort the standards have skyrocketed since really? its beginning um um some subgenres i would say have you know become a little too intense for for my taste but that's just me mm -hmm. um give dub dubstep for example it used to be something that uh came as a product of electronica uh, punk rock and some reggae you know you mix that all together and that's what 
it started off with in like South of London or whatever, but now it's become so, you know, just like electronic dance music, it's become so vague. There's lots of different kinds. And um, yes, um, the most uh, mainstream kind of dubstep today has been um, uh, popularized with um, this one subgenre of that subgenre uh, called a rhythm. And it's like a, it's like a, it's there's so much t time uh, t to explain all the details. Just, <laughs> have you heard of Boiler Room TV? Uh, no, I have not. No. Okay, I was introduced to that. This it's it's on YouTube and it's on they have a website. Basically, what they do is they go to dance clubs, and it's like they that's EDM, dubstep, depending on who the artist is, and they basically just set up a couple cameras around the DJ, mm -hmm. and it's like you could be in Brazil at a a rave, and you just put it on. Mm -hmm. And that's what you you can watch it live, right? And so you can listen to set lists live, and they do a bunch of other like all around just different music. That's when I started listening. Like my first EDM was on that, and I was like, right. I guess this is one of those things you got to be there because mm -hmm. it was like people there were having fun, and I don't know if it was uh, to me. It feels like EDM is kind of a motif that you got to be there in the moment for it. Oh yeah. You know, some you can listen to on through headphones later yeah. and in the car, but this is something I think you need to experience the live right. aspect of it. Right. I, I understand what you're talking about. Like there's some songs uh, that uh, people have produced that sound like better at a concert. And then there's some that sound good when you're listening to it by yourself. Um, I would say that, um, you know, uh, to each their own, you know, uh, with, with EDM, it's, um, there's there's lots of different styles you can do um uh, just like uh for example um when um when my family and i uh, spent the last week uh, in costa rica for uh, a mission trip um there we heard a lot of uh, what's called reggaeton i don't know if, if you've heard of that it's it's like um the reggae meets yeah make it's like um it's like it's like a very moving kind of beat. It's like like dun 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 dun. Okay, like nice that. little syncopation. Yeah. I get that. Yeah, and so um, you know, uh, I know that EDM has uh, it's its very own version of that. They call it Moombaton. I, th I think that the ton is names suffix. are great, by the way. I know. I'm trying. To, I'm learning all of this great stuff. I, I try to keep up with music when my kids were growing up, mm -hmm. but the second I became a grandparent, it's like I've, I gave up even. Keeping up with it, I, I listen to the oldie station now. Yeah, so like, like uh, for example, that one's this one subgenre that like that's it kind of sounds like that Spanish uh, kind of music called uh, reggaeton. Moombaton is like this. Uh, it's a more of a club favored uh, like uh, style uh, from what I've I've heard or listened to. It's a, um, a friend of mine has told me it's it's something that gets the club moving because it's slow, but yeah, it's got, it's got a strong uh, like swinging beat. Um, and, uh, and dubstep's more like it's, it's got more of, uh, what's called a halftime beat. So it, it, like, it's, it's kind of like country or a rock cause it's, it's got like, uh, it's very, it's slow, slow rhythm, but, uh, but it's at a fast tempo. Um, and then house music, you know, it's, it's more of like, like disco or techno. And, and so it's more focused on the melody or the harmony in the, in the music, uh, dubstep, I, it's, like most people have heard of dubstep. It's kind of like the, like the focus is on how noisy or bassy it can be. Bassy meaning like as much bass and <laughs> as in, yeah. I remember those days from my youth clubbing. This is some hardcore stuff then because I mean, Regatron and Moombatron, I just figured they were a couple of Transformers, but apparently not. So I'm on your SoundCloud page. Yeah. What song should I pick to give the listeners an idea 
of Ooh, what, what you're going to be playing. Okay, so week. so my recent song uh, that I've posted that is the remix of uh, Parker Rudolph. Yeah, um, I see it. Hit, sprinting. Yeah, sprinting. That's uh, an example of like uh, Christian EDM. Ooh, cool! You crank it up. So yeah, so the the lyrics come in in a second measure. So this is what you're doing next door on the 16th? Yep, that's right. Similar to this? Yep, there's, right. uh, there's lots of other... Uh, um, I've got planned uh, to do play some other Christian electronic songs with my mm-hmm. own device. Um, uh, there at my church, uh, there's this worship leader who uh, agreed to send me over email uh, some vocal recordings of uh, this new song he's going to release August uh, called Future. Uh, it's, it's about um, the the coming of um, the songs about the coming of Jesus uh, and stuff. But uh, I I thought you know while I was listening to it like man that could be that I could do a really good remix for that and and it would sound good you know uh, there was a way that I could better than his original is that yeah. <laughs> Well, it's well, way exactly, of yeah. paying, homage, paying homage to the original, but yes, opening it yes. to a new audience. Not, not to say that it would be better, you know, because... We'll say it for you. It'll be better. It would yes. fit your audience. How about yes. that? It, yes, uh, Well, I want to kind of let people know before we get too lost on talking about, like, the technicalities of EDM and stuff. Mm-hmm. You and Parker are going to be playing at Conroe Coffee on June 16th from 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Uh, that the, the quote is, our music will lift your spirits, and it's at Conroe Coffee, and it's free. Yes, so it's my important. favorite color. So it's free and free admission from seven to ten. You'll be playing music, having fun, hanging out, meeting yep. people. So uh, make sure pe- folks know that it's at Conroe Coffee, June sixteenth. Okay, good. So we got and that out. Charlie, do you have a uh, like a website or a, a Facebook page people can go to? Yeah, there's uh, on Facebook. I got uh, this um, Max. This Max. Epicness. Yeah, you right. got it. I'm so proud of you. You're on Facebook. Yes, yep, that's right. We actually, if you're watching on our, on our Facebook Live, we actually tagged you. So we can just click on that little tag and it'll take you to you. Nice. So thank you. Nice. And then there's also the SoundCloud page um, yep. as well. Um, so yeah, you have, you actually have several tracks. Yep. That's pretty cool, man. Yep. Now, okay, this is one thing that I always wondered about uh, EDM and house music. Is there any type of schedule releases for your kind of music? Like, say, do you have a, do you release an album? Or do you more of say, hey, I did this remix, check it out? Yeah, I, I would say the second part because. Um, uh, the, although it's great to do all these performances, you know, well, where your average, all these audiences Your come. average song length is about four minutes. Yep, that's right. And so, uh, uh, I would say that um, I just love doing the music for more of the the fun and how I know it's going to entertain some people. And mm-hmm. that's what I all that I care about it. I don't care about the monetary gain. I just like the last concerts that I saw, I, I realized something that uh, I appreciated seeing uh, all the people enjoying themselves. And I thought, you know. I don't care about the the money or stuff because if if this were to become a profession of mine or a job, then it would no longer be fun. And uh, what I I find uh, fun about it is like if it sounds good to me, then I know it might sound good to some other people too. And I absolutely agree. That's why I refuse to let Dick pay me for being on this. Once I once I turn this into a paycheck gig in my mornings, it would just not be as fun. Maybe we just have tacos every morning. Tacos. That's right. Uh, we have a user question. Uh, he wants to know what do, what do you consider old? Or the start of EDM. Hmm. That's um. I would say that's that goes back as far as like the the origin of the synthesizer. You know, when 
uh, from like uh, Men at Work, like with like you remember the uh, you've heard listen to the the old like disco tracks or stuff like uh, like Radio uh, Killed the Video well, Killed the Radio Star by the Buggles. Yeah, that's, that's that's right. Yeah, or um, or um, like Down Under. They um, or the um, I listened to once the uh, the movie uh, Gallipoli. Uh, mm-hmm. and, uh, that was and, Vangelis. Yeah, I, it's it's a very uh, a movie about a very um, sensitive, you know, um, um, theme about war. But of course, you know, for some reason they wanted to add in some electronic dance music, which. Wait, no, Vangelis was um, Chariots of Fire. Uh, trying to remember who did this one. Oh yeah, uh, and, and even back in the day, we, we would uh, our nickname for it back then was called Euro Trash, mm-hmm. where we'd have uh, then we'd have the spinners uh, go into that. Uh, yeah, because synthesized music is, is still, remember, the, the first, like, big use of the Moog was in Close Encounters. They actually had to have a guy come out, and, in fact, he ended up being in the movie because he's the only guy who knew how to program the thing. Yeah, the, the da, 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 da. Yeah, that's yeah. it. And then, um, uh, yeah, so so then when, when it, I thought, personally, when I heard for the first time the, 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 the score of Gallipoli, I thought that was, it was a little inappropriate, you know, it didn't quite match. You would... Think you would expect like for something as like uh, heart wrenching as war, you would they would want to play some more you know sensitive like uh, peaceful or serene kind of music, but instead what they did was uh, play some disco synthesized music. Uh, I mean, but no disrespect to the people that made the movie, it was a great movie. But you know, well sometimes you have it. There was um, I remember watching a movie back in the eighties called The Keep, and it was a a horror movie of of really weird proportions. It was this castle in world war ii and apparently a portal to another dimension but tangerine dream did the soundtrack to it so you have something set in the 1940s with monsters and stuff mm-hmm. but with electronic all electronic music mm-hmm. and uh, i can't yeah. say i remember that one uh it it was a blip uh, scott glenn was in it i don't think uh, you're born yeah this is not a movie yes. that would be on your radar I you don't always think. gonna play that game with skippy if it was before you're born don't worry about it and you don't have to say sorry i don't know what you're talking yeah about. brett piped up a uh, elp emerson lake and palmer uh were the first big synth band mm-hmm. and i for for a band i gotta agree you know you had your pioneers you had your jean-michel jars uh, maurice jar uh who did uh, uh well he was more electronic but yeah, ELP I think was a great example of that to make bring it mainstream. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I know my my experience with it is more of music that's always been enjoyed live, or where it's somebody like working they listen to EDM, and like it's not something that we you'd re- usually hear at like say the uh, Willens Mitchell Pavilion. But right. it would be more of like a club scene, unless it was like some some very popular track. Like yeah. everyone's heard of Avicii's "Wake Me Up" because well now because uh, on the unfortunate like untimely demise of Tim Bergling, uh, God rest his soul, you know, because he recently died, uh, and so now a lot of people are playing his song "Wake Me Up," and so now at, at you go to any like um, you know commonplace there you probably will hear you know so wake me up when it's all over oh yeah. see i was thinking williams wake me up before you go go i i'm on okay i'm on board with you now i got i got what you're talking about yeah the man was only about i i think he, he was in his 20s uh when he died uh mm. it, 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 it apparently he, he couldn't keep going on for uh all these concerts it was a tiring amount and he had to stop and uh, it, it's a shame because he he was um I would say, like, he's been arguably known as a man that has popularized EDM. 
because before him, like EDM was still kind of like an awkward, like a new thing. People are like saying like, hey, look at this, this. No, I didn't know what you're talking about, so I'm checking it out. Yep. But no, uh, that's cool. I'm, I mean, this is a new world, and it's really neat that Connor Coffee's doing something like this. For sure. Yeah, they're really sure. opening themselves up to the arts, not only visual arts. Uh, I'm looking out my Good Morning America plate glass window behind Charlie here, and I see every week or two are his new artwork that I, sometimes I even buy it because it's really beautiful stuff. But then with them adding the music uh, to it, nicely done. That's Conroe Coffee start, uh, this Saturday, June 16th from 7 to 10 p.m., Right next door to us here at Lone Star Radio in downtown Conroe. It's going to be Max Epicness and Parker Rudolph lifting your spirits with some Christian EDM. Looking forward to it. All right. And it's free. That's most importantly. And uh, you can find all the information about the event on Conroe Coffee uh, on their Facebook, Twitter, or you can just call the the studio. And uh, Charlie, thank you so much for coming in. Of course. Good Good talking and good seeing you, too. We'll be back. You're listening to Mornings of Lone Star, Lone Star Community Radio. Got any shout-outs for us, Charlie? Shout-out to Parker Rudolph. There you go. There he is. Couldn't have done this concert without him. He was such a great, he's such a good friend. Awesome. That's June 16th, folks. You're listening to Mornings of Lone Star. We're going to take a quick break, but we will be back. Hope I get the chance to travel the world, but I don't have. Our talk shows and music shows are looking for sponsors. Want to expand your brand awareness? Reach the hyper-local audience in Montgomery County? Lone Star Community Radio sponsorships accomplish this. Want to see our stats and rates? Check out ourlonestar.com sponsor for more information. Or call in and leave us a message at 936-647-3776 with your questions. Get seen on TV, YouTube, and heard on our podcast, FM, and internet radio. Support your local radio station with Lone Star Community Radio. Welcome back. Morning's Lone Star, Dick and Skippy, 1027 on the dot. We're in our final half hour of the show. 88 degrees already, going up to 95. Great conversation with Charlie Frost. With Max Epicness and he and Parker Rudolph are going to be doing um, EDM night, electronic dance music, and not extreme dungeon maneuvers as I thought. At Conroe Coffee on Saturday, June 16th, this Saturday, 7 to 10 p.m. My favorite color, free. And uh, check it out. A lot of fun. And the kid knows his stuff, too. He, uh, you, you know, he's throwing names at me. I, I, I swear to God, I thought Regatron and Moombatron were uh, Transformers, but apparently they're EDM subgenres there you go that's charlie if you're still listening appreciate you being in the studio tell your friends about us we'll tell our friends about you so remember how last week we were talking about ihop was going to change the name the big thing well today it's it it, it was revealed today and it is blowing up not in the good way so it is ihop is now ihob which just i hear hob and i think hobble yeah, it's stupid. And what, and what does the B stand for? What do you think? Breakfast. You would have thought. Burgers. They want to be known as a burger place now. They say we've pretty much captured the breakfast market, which I'm going to laugh at that one because I really think uh, wait, Denny's has wait, you. Wait, what? Yeah. So 
Now, I personally think B is going to stand for bankruptcy, but that's just my personal take on this. Uh, It's not insider trading by any way, shape, or form. What? The International House of Burgers is what they want to be known as. And it is, uh, yeah, people are blowing up on Twitter. They're saying, this is, you got to fire your marketing team. This is the dumbest idea ever. Uh, I really think it's going to be International House of Bankruptcy. Yeah, you're looking it up? That's real. It's real. I'm not kidding you. Whoever came up with this idea, it's, here's the thing. You're a business. You can do whatever you darn well please. Well, the one thing I can think of is if this is just a temporary deal, just so they the people know they have like a lunch menu. Like a new Coke thing? Oh, here's the, because they're rebranding everything. The signs but are getting like, changed. Keep the old IHOPs. Because, I mean, I don't know people who literally visited IHOP, one specific location for breakfast on like every Saturday morning. So what you're telling me is they're not serving, they're still serving breakfast. Yeah, they're just, they're, and here's the thing, they got, what is it, their classic burger, I think is what, it's a burger. There's nothing that stands out. It's like getting a burger at Denny's. There's absolutely they look, nothing they that They look taller than out. six inches, so they're, <laughs> they're out of my book. I can't believe they. that's what they're going to do. Because there aren't nearly Gee, enough burger so places they gave up. They gave up the breakfast world with Waffle House. Well, here's the thing. Waffle House is, you know, if Waffle House is smart, they're going to go on this massive marketing campaign. Yeah. Your breakfast joint all yeah. day. Always have been, always will. Denny's, Denny's is 50-50. Like some people go to Denny's for legit dinners. and then Denny's is the whole 24 hours thing. Yeah. I remember the one time they closed the on Christmas they're Eve. The diner. Yeah. And I remember one time they closed on Christmas Eve and single dads, this is back in the 80s, single dads over the world just revolted because it's like, you know, this is our one night with the kids. You know, I know it's stereotypical, but. Uh, they went back to being always open. It was the 24-hour place. Well, how would you want to go to IHOP for No burgers? one's going to say, honey, pack up the kids. We're going to IHOP for burgers. It's, I don't know, people help me out here. Sound off with me. Am I am I uh, barking up the wrong tree here? Is this just a bad, bad idea? And, you know, they're more than welcome to make it. It's their company. But I really think they... Uh, That's so weird. Yep. So are we going to go to International House of Bankruptcy anytime soon? Check out the burgers. You know what? Funny. I uh, Do you think it started today? Like if we went yes, to the IHOP it, it on 105, they were like, oh, we're here for the burgers. Uh-huh. Is the big rollout happened today? Ooh, actually. We're going to go to IHOP? I think I can. I, IHOP, it sounds wrong. <laughs> IHOP. Uh. That's so funny. I actually am going to check it out, though, just because. What's going to happen, though, is right when I sit down, I'll be like, oh, I could be at Waffle House. <laughs> so, now, a friend of mine and I, who shall remain not I can't famous, be- we're talking I can't about Waffle House. doing burgers. Uh, there's a friend of mine who is uh, anti, uh, well, uh, diametrically opposed to you when it comes to feelings of Waffle House. I know that you love Waffle House and this unnamed friend, not a fan so much. So I think you should... I should get you both together. We should all well, go I mean, to Waffle I, House together. I, the only thing that's scary about Waffle Houses is if you go at certain times, you don't really know, you know, what's going to happen. Because I've been to a couple at late, and, like, some are really weird. Well, yeah, you, you – going to Waffle House is like going to Walmart at 2 in the morning. You know you're going to see some funky stuff. You're going to encounter some just weirdness. Yeah. So, yeah. Not, not I hop though. Hob. Uh, you you uh, got to get used to calling IHOP now. That's the stupidest. P- I'm sorry, people. The more I run this over, well, my I want to know. Like, I want to know if people are going to go. Like, you clearly got my interest to go check out the burgers. But I mean, like, they literally have one shot. Yeah, you screw up this burger, man, and you've lost everybody. Yeah. 
this is totally a PR move. Like in the sense they're going to change it back in a month. I'd like to think so, but unlike Newt. Because the only time I'm going to like take that back mm -hmm. is when I drive down 105 to the IHOP and see that it says IHOP. And I'm like, okay, so they literally spent money on changing the signs. So that means they're, they're dedicated for a good year or two. Mm -hmm. They haven't changed any of the signs. I bet the menus might be changed. Because well, it has look. to be a coordinated a coordinated event for all the restaurants. Mm -hmm. Well, they've been, remember, they've been planning this for a while. You know, just last week we heard them go, hey, we're going to have a name change. What do you think the B is going to stand for? But this was a done deal a year ago. They've yeah, been, they, oh, yeah, they've been plan you know planning for it and getting you've all the gone to hamburger here. at ihop before? yeah you can always get a hamburger at ihop you can get a prime rib steak at huh. IHOP. it's like denny's you can get dinners there but people just go for the slams that's really weird mm -hmm. so okay Oh, so we have a, let's, let's do a little community update here. So a little roller derby commercial. Listener Dennis lets us know about this. Uh, Dennis wanted to go see uh, the roller derby team. Conroe has a roller derby team. Um, yeah. The Conroe Cutthroats, yo. Cutthroats, thank you. I was trying to find find the name. And apparently they were really cool. Uh, Dennis was able That's to a good group of people. Carly, CC, was it CC Cool Conroe? What's Carly's uh, DJ name? CC Cool. CC Cool. And uh, she was able to uh, go around the rink a few times. So, but that was fun. I, I couldn't do that, and I'm fully sighted. So, kudos to Carly for that. I, I just, in my youth, I was all about the, the roller rink when it was a thing. But now, you know, I'm just, old, I'm old man on roller skates. I look pathetic. Cool. Patheticer. <laughs> would, you, would you and Holly go ice, uh, roller skating, you know, hold hands yeah, during the couple's it. dance? Aww. It's so sweet. Yeah. I just threw up a little in my mouth. With the, the I can't do the quad skates, the side-by-side uh, -side skates. I can do inline skates, but the— Oh, I got to do the quad skates. Maybe. I I can't—I just can't do it. I can't—I like to have the angle of being able to turn really fast. It's there, So there's a song back in the day called I've Got a Brand New Pair of Roller Skates, You Got a Brand New Key. Okay. And I actually know what that means. That that's I mean I remember roller skates when they were these metal things you'd strap on the bottom of your kids and you use the key to tighten them up to and that's what that song I've got a brand new pair of roller sing it along with me people you okay. got a brand new key <laughs> but uh but you know I still can't get over this burger thing that's so weird oh oh Carly didn't go sorry my bad Carly I I misread Carly is gonna go around the rink a few times so even more brave knowing that it's coming. So, Dennis, awesome to you for setting that up. And let us know more about the Conroe Cutthroats. Because uh, I'm staggered that certain organizations haven't gone after roller derby for being sexist or genderist or misogynist or, or whatever. So I'd like to find out more about it. I think it's because it's uh, there isn't a single organization for it. Like, like the International yeah, Roller like Derby I, Society? I think the local, like Conroe Roller Derby, they're part of the local area, but I don't mean local, local. Like I think it well, might be Southeast be, Texas or something. I was about like to say, that. there's gotta be enough teams that you can go against each other. So. And it's a nonprofit. Well, so, up until 2015, so was the NFL. Well, I mean, I'm just letting you know, like it'd be kind of a, a weird move to go after a nonprofit. True. So just letting you know. There you go. So Dick and I may be going to IHOB over the weekend. <laughs> 
And uh, uh, we're really gonna check that out. Yeah, I, I'm actually kind of kind of impressed that. They, okay, I can't do it today. Do it. Save it for like tomorrow or something, and let's go after the show. Okay, we'll see. There we we'll, go. We'll, we'll let you. I'll know. get your people. Get my people. We'll yeah, have it. your email. We'll fax my beeper. Yeah, we'll be good. You know, there is one story I want to talk about, and this is always going to be something that ever since the Atari came out or the Commodore 64 came out, the <laughs> uh, addiction of video games. Commodore and Vic There was a nine-year-old placed into rehab for her addiction to a game called Fortnite. And there, she's been reported that she played 10 hours straight without moving. She even peed herself. Uh, there's another story very similar to this where this guy played StarCraft in Korea and he died. Because he didn't eat. I, I remember reading something about that. So. And unfortunately, there will be those that will latch onto that. Say, hey, video games are bad. And this, this young lady, I'd like to say, well, I don't want to say, I'm trying to figure out how to phrase it. Ha, when I say has a problem, meaning has a condition, a syndrome, you know, fill, fill in the blank with your word of choice. That goes beyond just someone. Because this is something where... When I was younger, I would have said, well, that's the parents' fault. Just, you know, lock it up, turn off the TV, barricade the door or whatever. But obviously, if this girl is that bad off, she would find ways around it. So there, we are talking addiction here. Well, I just think it's kind of funny that you couldn't just turn off the game. Well, that, that's my thought is that would be my immediate reaction. Parents, why didn't you just take the game away? Take away the computer, take away the Xbox, whatever it was. Or just lock her in her room. You know, you're grounded, well, young lady. The reason I was interested in the story, and I would love our listeners to kind of cue in on us. So there's two markets that the video game market is really pushing for. It is your mobile phone market and mm-hmm. then the VR market. Because what their their main goal, from what I understand, is your phone will be powerful enough to play games like Fortnite. And you can bring a controller. Is this with a shoot 'em up game or? Yeah. So the premise of the game, I played it before. It's a lot of fun. If uh, the premise of the game is you're a character and they drop, I think like a hundred people. It depends on what group you're in, but they drop like a hundred of you on a map. Like literally, you get parachute down, and you go collect your weapons and your on your bats or whatever, and then you basically duke it out. It's like one giant mayhem. No. Fortnite? Fortnite. F-R-O-N-I-T-E. Oh, okay. And basically, after like two minutes or five minutes, whatever the game rules are set, the, the area gets smaller. So it forces people, like, you can't just hide the whole time. You got to keep <laughs> moving. And, like, uh, there's other games like it, but, I mean, it's a lot of fun in a sense of it's different every round. And there, it, there is a sense of accomplishment if you actually survive, if you're the winner, because I think about being the last one out of 100. So that's kind of cool. But I, I mean, there. I, the only thing I didn't like about it is I didn't know anybody, so it wasn't like I could talk to anybody. So because that's, I mean, I grew up on playing like Halo Two, and that was like Halo Two was one of the first games that had a headset that was organized. In the past, the games I'd play, bet with my brother, my older brothers, it, we had to set up servers to have to be basically be able to talk to each other, and you had to, someone had to pay for that. But Xbox Live, when it first got like everyone had it, so everyone was already on it. And you talk to the complete strangers, like, in an instant. Sam so flashing back now. My early days of computing, back when the market was wide open, I went the Atari route, the Atari 520 yeah. ST and then the 1040 ST. Um, and there were a few of us who, who hung on to them as much as possible. Great graphics, uh, one, wonderful stuff. And then a group of friends, we played this game called Unreal Tournament, which was a shoot 'em up multiplayer shoot 'em up But my computer was always so bad 
it would lag. So, you know, I had like probably a 2400 baud modem, dial-up modem and stuff like that. And we had this one guy, and you know who you are, Emery, who would find secret places or create secret places to just snipe from. Yeah. Or position himself right outside the, the rebirth place and just shoot you as soon as you've rebirthed. And, uh, but now I'm issuing a challenge out there. Now that I have a computer that actually has, you know, computing power and a modem that's not dial up, uh, I'm well, going to no, throw it out there for us to was, do in a real tournament again. Well, that was my idea with the VR and the mobile. It's like, look at people who play games like Clash of Clans and stuff who are like, you have to be on your phone and it's time based. So meaning like real time based. So say you you log on, you push your buttons, and then you have to wait two hours to do it again. And so basically, people develop that. Oh, I gotta check my phone real quick. It's Pavlovian. And, it is so Pavlovian. And but the VR thing is more of I'm gonna pee my pants because I'm too lazy to get up because I'm in VR. I'm like in another world. So that's gonna be interesting to see how people react mm -hmm. to that because eventually VR is gonna get that popular. Yeah, and it's funny because back in the eighties uh, and nineties, well, it started. I wanted, I wanted, I was listening to a conversation between an AI guy, and it was a VR AI kind of argument because what they're basically saying is those two technologies are going together forward, and basically the argument was, you know, we shouldn't be worried about robots taking over the world, and they're like, why is that? It's like, well, VR when we're able to plug in our bodies are just a battery or like our bodies are just there. Our the mind, matrix. well, no, our mind can go somewhere else. So right. why would we need to worry about real life robots where everyone's just hooked into the dream world and anything's possible in the dream world. And so he's like, it's going to be within the same generation. It's not going to be like, Oh, we're going to have robots for 300 years. And then after 300 years, we actually start developing, you know, my, mm. you know, that kind of computing power. Does that make sense? It does. Makes me so want. So he's like, people are so worried about AI taking over. It's like, how about like ourselves being lazy and just being plugged in? And there have been plenty of uh, episodes of, of shows about about that for sure. See, and I want a holodeck. I want a holodeck for Christmas. Well, remember there was a whole episode on Star Trek about the holodeck addiction. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Barkley. I remember so, that. So who actually was in several other series. <laughs> yeah, uh, Dwight Schultz. But, it was on the but I mean, they got, it got you into that idea that, you know, what should we be more worried about with our mental health? Because one of our users talked about, you know, <laughs> being addicted to video games. It's a bigger issue than just playing video games. And to me, like I, when I watched Inception, that movie, and I was like, you know, if that place was, if that's, if that technology is real, everyone's screwed. Mm -hmm. Everyone. Like the whole, po like the average population is going to just be hooked up. Doesn't matter. Take it all the way back to Brainstorm when the guy puts a little sex scene on a loop and just they find him 24 hours later. Uh, yeah, it's pretty much uh, It's 1044. Uh. We'll be right back. You're listening to Mornings Alone Star here on Ireland. Uh, 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 It'll be our last segment. There's a lot going on this week, so get ready. We'll be back. Don't forget to download the Lone Star Community Radio app from your Google Play or Apple Store. Bring Montgomery County's Community Radio with you anywhere with your smartphone or tablet. If you are in the Conroe area, tune in on FM. That's Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1. If you are on the computer, bookmark IRLoneStar.com as your internet radio station. A Lone Star Community Radio. Broadcasting 24-7 from the heart of downtown Conroe, Texas.
about to show all you folks what it's all about. Now it's time for it to get on the mic and make this motherfucking party hot. I'm taking it back to the old school because I'm an old fool who's so cool. Welcome back. Morning's Lone Star Dick and Skippy, 1048 all on right, the dot. We've got right. only a few minutes left. Talking about Westworld off That's the true. air. I haven't seen it yet. The, I was Now, Dick hasn't seen the movie or the sequel, Future World. Um, when Future World actually was shot in Houston area. Uh, but I've yet to see this new HBO series of it. So I think we're challenging each other. I challenged him to watch the original movies and I'll watch the new series. I think I got some HBO free for a while on my new cable. I'll check it out. Well, good. Yeah. I mean, I was, uh, we were just kind of talking about technology and we talked about AI and VR. And at one point, like we were saying that, you know, if you look at it as like a horse race, where are they progressing? They're almost kind of the same and like the same mm -hmm. generation. So, and there will be emerging. My, my thought is, well, it might not be robots who are taking over the world. It might be a computer taking over our mind. There, there could be that. Um, I'm, I'm, I'll try to be a little bit more optimistic. I'd like to think the melding of that could be like, let's say for ocean exploration or space exploration, let's say we get robots on Mars and then you hook into the VR. So you're walking on Mars through this robot. It's basically a big version of your Segway scooter with the iPad on it. Yeah. But just with claws. Yeah. yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. There we go. And uh, so uh, this is, I have two funny stories to talk about. One is, remember last week I was talking about Jet 2, which is uh, a uh, European airline that somebody was banned for life because they got really obnoxious and were urinating on the seat in front of them, literally. Uh, well, now someone else has been banned for life. No names have been mentioned yet. But apparently there was a flight going from Belfast to Ibiza off of Spain. And they had to divert to Toulouse, France, because apparently there was a stag party. Now, understanding since Belfast was the originating flight, I'm going to go out on a limb and saying that these were Irish men on a stag party. Uh, apparently, they weren't allowed to drink on board, you know, serve, being served drinks. So they busted out their duty free and were getting totally wasted. And they all and they had um, blow up dolls with them. And apparently they were doing some pretty disgusting things to the blow-up dolls in front of everybody. And uh, so the flight got diverted. So a three-hour flight got made to six hours, and people aren't happy. I imagine that. Says. But how come I'm never on a cool flight like that where something, like, really bizarre happens? And, no, it's not racist to, to think, you know, God invented whiskey to keep the Irish from taking over the world. I, I will funny. say that. And apparently I'm more Irish than I thought I was. My son went through that, that, that the DNA thing and he called me up. It's like, yep, looks like we, we're pretty darn Irish. But yeah, so that is an assumption on my part. So I, I will give you that one, Brett. Uh, but it's starting in Belfast, going to Spain. This guy's banned for life for having relations with a blow-up doll on an airplane. Way to go. <laughs> we got to be closing up today's show. Okay. Uh, I want to remind folks on the 16th of June, we got Max Epicness and then Parker, Parker Rudolph. They're going to be that's this Saturday at uh, 7 to 10 p.m. at Conroe Coffee EDM night. So if you're into that kind of stuff, totally check it out. We're going to be posting like a SoundCloud and stuff so you can get a preview of it. Nice. Uh, so thanks, special thanks to Max Epicness for coming into the studio. Yeah, thanks, Talking Charlie. about that. Uh, outside of that, we're kind of waiting for the uh, North Korea deal. We're working on some getting some guests this week. If you're interested in being a guest with us, just reach out to us on Facebook, Twitter, whatever. We're here. We're there. We're everywhere. <laughs> so 
Uh, what, we're any, everywhere, any, we're any, any other closing remarks for today? Uh, tomorrow we'll talk about uh, the road rage incident that ended up with defecation. All right. Yeah. Well, that sounds like something we really some need real to talk mad about. pooping going All on. All right. Well, uh, for the rest of the day's lineup, check out IRLoneStar.com slash show calendar. The weekly business hour will be a replay today. And then Margie Taylor with Condor Culture News. She's going to have uh, some exciting guests today. Nice. And then we have, of course, Nerd Thug Radio. And then we have Afternoon's Lone Star with Rick's Relict Cowboy. And then we have Lone Star Country Nights with Reverend Julian Shea tonight. You are listening to Lone Star Community Radio. We are Montgomery County's community radio station. And we'll see you tomorrow morning at 9 a.m. here on Lone Star Community Radio. Peace. Thank you for checking out this production of Lone Star Community Radio. Lone Star Community Radio is Montgomery County's community radio station. Don't forget to check out this show and many others across the Lone Star Community Radio Network. Either live on Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, the Lone Star Internet Radio app, or IRLoneStar.com's live audio stream, and on replay on podcasts, Channel 12's Our City TV in Conroe, or Channel 21 KVQT in Houston, and of course their YouTube channel. This production is copyrighted and all rights are reserved by Lone Star Community Radio. Have a question regarding this program or other Lone Star Community Radio shows? Want to sponsor or start your own show? Call the station message line at 936-647-3776 or email the station at lscrstudios at gmail.com.